Welcome to another episode of Southern Tom Foolery Unlimited, the interview show where we like to STFU and listen to our wonderful guests. I'm your host, Zach Evans, joined as always by everyone's best friend, Adam Kelly. Hey, Adam, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Doing great, man. Uh, I'm really excited. We have a very special guest this time, the Glass Cannon Network's resident Swede, actress, comedian, MLG Twitch streamer, and self-professed sassy computer nerd, Miss Eleanor DiLorenzo. Ellie, welcome to the show. We're (laughs) so glad to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm very excited. Awesome. Yeah, Um, we are too. Yeah. Well, first of all, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Eleanor. We know you're an actress, comedian, and content creator, but what led to your decision to be a performer? Um, well, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, that's something that sort of... Um, so actually, like the, what I, from what I remember, is that I read um, uh, my first uh, fantasy novel, as a 12 year old it was the Belgariad uh, Belgariad I read it in Swedish so I don't really know the, the, <laughs> right. uh, so I don't really know how to say it in English but uh, but it was David Eddings um, and I remember thinking I mean I was smart enough to know that well this is not gonna happen in reality because there's no such things as magic because I was a cynical young Swede um, but then I'm like but it could happen in films and movies and so that's when i was like oh i kind of want to perform and do that kind of stuff um and that's when i decided to become an actor uh very young but i also already i i've been like a goofball and like been like loving the stage since i was like i don't know since since forever so uh it felt very it was a very natural step for me but i did have more ambitious goals like i wanted to be a lawyer I wanted to be like a baker. I wanted to be a farmer. Like I had all all of the a weird lot of things. Cur- yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that'd make for a busy day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to do it all net. at once. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But then I ended up on acting, uh, which seemed to be the most sustainable and smartest choice, considering what a great career choice that ended up to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they always say if you want a stable and non-competitive career choice to to get into entertainment exactly and, entertainment yeah. is such a such a stable chill nine to five uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of job it. security for sure yeah, yeah. For sure. my next question was going to be specifically about your nerddom like where did your passion for gaming and tabletop begin but i guess that that novel is kind of yeah, the start I mean, of it yeah i mean um i i was reading like young young people fantasy like harry potter like everyone else sure uh and that kind of stuff but i didn't really think i didn't really care about the community around it i just like i'm like these are cool books that i like i'm and i'm the only one who likes them you know (laughs) Uh, and then these are mine exactly these are mine now (laughs) um and i i was a little bit weirdly protective of my my nerddom like early on like throughout most of teen my teenage years I didn't really share it with anyone because most of my friends were into other things and I thought they would never understand. Uh, but then eventually around 15, 16, I got into a, um, again, into my first tabletop group and we played uh, a Swedish game called Drakar och Demoner, which is very, very similar to uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but it's a, like, it's, it's a Swedish format. Um, and so we played that a couple of sessions, didn't go so well because these were teenage boys. 
Um, and I was, I think, the first girl they ever met. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that was that was totally not awkward at all. Yeah, like I ended, they ended up shooting me with a shot air gun when I did bad mistakes. So, oh god, uh, <laughs> yeah. or air soft gun. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know all the English lingo for these guns, but um, it was one of those that don't kill you, but injure you. So but hurt. So, yeah, that's airsoft yeah. for sure. Airsoft. How cruel. Airsoft yep. I mean, uh, man. I mean, it was one dude. It was one dude who was yeah. like that. The rest, and, the, and the rest of them were like, is this a good idea, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, the answer is no. Should we be shooting our fellow players with exactly. airsoft guns? We <laughs> finally got a girl to join our table. Should we shoot her? <laughs> you know? <it's> like, <laughs> so... Uh, um, as a Swedish native living now in America, can you tell us a little bit more about the differences between nerd culture in, in Sweden versus the U.S.? You you mentioned yeah. the uh, the TTRPG that's like Dungeons and Dragons, but not necessarily Dungeons and Dragons. Like, what else is different? Um, well, um, I can safely say that I haven't encountered a Swedish table again that shot me uh with an airsoft gun uh so it's safe uh, in that way but um i will say uh ttrpgs are huge in sweden i think per capita we're one of the biggest uh biggest consumers of that kind of stuff wow. we have that yeah we have um free league publishing that pr- produces so much quality content uh based on their um d6 system um and uh, and they come up with new stuff all the time they have the uh, tales from the loop the alien rpg uh and then uh, and so early on i think early in the early 80s um role playing uh similar to dungeons and dragons came came over so to speak and scandinavians in general have always been fascinated by um by american culture and and so it's been always a very easy transition because most swedes at least speak english understands you know we, the pop culture is very influenced by america so it's a it's a very uh, the transition wasn't that hard it's not uh, we kind of want to be americans uh, okay. Uh, okay. You know, so I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I mean, we want to be the good things about America. Yeah, so, right. Uh, that makes sense. Did, uh, did you have the the satanic panic surrounding Dungeons and Dragons and and TTRPGs? No, uh, we we're a deeply secular country. With most of us are atheists, if if anything, and so I think uh, none of the moral like that's something we have always made fun of Americans of, of like being too uh, too prudish, prudish and prude. Um, and so I think we were just like, Haha, well. Idiots, you know. That's, um, yeah, that's that's nice. Yeah, Isn't exactly. That that's nice. <laughs> but we are, which is, but like crazy enough, though. Of course, then Scandinavians tend to be the ones who, like, if I were a super worried uh, Christian lady about and about Satan, I would not go to Sweden and check out their stories because, of course, our stories are so unbelievably dark uh, <laughs> and like <laughs> doing exactly the things that they are afraid of. That we will be right. doing, you know, it's it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's like so we're like, oh, cool, we can we can include the devil in this game. <laughs> Let's have him be like eating children all day, you know. And it's like, oh god. So yeah, we're dark. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> where do you think that comes from? Where do you think that that tendency towards dark humor comes from in Swedish culture? Um, oh man, I think. I think we have a very low sense of humor to begin with. <laughs> like I think, I think like for me, my my favorite thing about America is that you're the kings of entertainment. Like you, this is why I came here to be a entertainer versus staying in Sweden. 
Uh, we have some jokes, you know, but uh, but I would say, but we do, we're not afraid of exploring the really, really dark stuff about human nature. Uh, and I, I try to, so I try to take what I've learned from, from Amer- being in the, in New York uh, and like how to, how to hone in on the comedy of stuff. And then also bringing my dark Nordic sense of, of, you know, like not, not really holding back ever uh, of exploring that kind of stuff and yeah. try to find a mix without, you know, it's tense. It can get really offensive, honestly, like people don't really appreciate that, appreciate that all the time. Uh, but it's, you mean there's people that don't like eating babies out no, there? No, exa- I don't know. It's crazy, right? It's it's really crazy. Um, but like prudes, like you said, yeah. prudes, <laughs> prudes, exactly. prudes, and yeah. Uh, but I I would say so. I think it comes from. I mean, it could be anything, but like I think uh, Scandinavians in general they pride in themselves in and wanting to break the barriers and wanting to push push the the. Uh, the boundaries line, yeah the boundaries and going a little further than what's been explored before i think we're very early with porn for example <laughs> and so <laughs> uh so sex and and dark stuff and violence and like that kind of stuff has always i think fascinated us uh because we early on politically didn't really have these religious restraints on us i think we we early on became relatively secular and um uh, but still have but still try to have a very moral guideline like yeah. we're, like we it's a weird it's a weird mixture of of at least swedes are very very um worried about being politically correct and not wanting to offend anyone unnecessarily and like staying in the staying in the loop of what is considered offensive and not offensive so it's a weird mix it really is a, it really is a weird sounds mix dope either. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's fun. <laughs> Sounds like I yeah. feel like I could jive with that pretty yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to Sweden now. Yeah, um, well, go in the summer. Uh, don't at, go in the a, after the pandemic, right? Right. Yeah. After the right, pandemic, right. go to the yeah. summer. But also, like I was gonna say, like the dark humor might come from also having six months of no sun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very cold. I'm sure it's cold and dark. Uh, so yeah, I would go in the summer. Everyone's happy then, and weird weird stuff can happen. Uh, (laughs) yeah so anyway switching gears back to nerd culture um we know that you have recently started a discord server and yeah yeah, we ourselves we have a a pretty active discord community so we were hoping we could talk a little about the impact of having a solid online community as a creator especially uh during these tumultuous times that this year has thrown at us um, yeah, so it was my friend Anne Richmond that you guys probably have heard of because she's also a, a, a regular over at the Glass Cannon. Um, she she suggested to me, and she's been a little bit my mentor uh, for the past couple of years. Uh, we knew each other before Glass Cannon. Um, and she was like, and I panicked during the pandemic, honestly, uh, because I was like, I don't know what my part in this world is going to be anymore. And so she's like, I think you should need to focus on building your own community, Ellie. I think people need to be excited about you versus the gigs that you have uh, because the gigs you have, as you can see now in the pandemic might disappear one day, you know, like, right. uh, and so you end up not working on something for a while. And so that's sort of what led me into starting my own discord community. But I must say, I mean, it's been hard to find a balance and being able to, uh, being able to create something that I feel like is this, is, what's the purpose of this? outside of just making me feel better because I feel great about having, you know, a hundred people being really nice to me. Like that's, 
yeah that's yeah, that's course. like um yeah. but i'm i'm i want to bring value to other people and if i if like that's also not being offered anywhere else um and currently i'm like is my discord can it be that can what 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 value can i bring additionally to what's already out there uh and there's so many com- discord community that already offers these things so I'm, i've been a little like what what can i do here what what's my purpose here um but the way i see it for for my discord right now is that uh as opposed to like twitter and other more open and public platforms where i do also talk to people who are interested in me um i i tend to see discord more as a family sort of friendship thing uh with people who actually want to talk to me on a more real in a more real way Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot more uh, personal and share my anxieties and, and worries a lot more in my Discord. Uh, but <laughs> I'm also worried every day that I'm like, whoops, overshared again. Um, oh, yeah, so, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, a, a similar feeling that I have within our Discord community. But yeah, yeah, like you said, it can be a great place for for building community and like building like a, a, a familial kind of um environment you yeah. know even if you don't think that what you're doing by having this platform is providing any value you'll be shocked at the amount of people who are like i'm so glad that i found this community because right. not mm-hmm. just you but everybody else in that community is contributing to it and oh it, for it can sure be, yeah there's i mean yeah. yeah you're i mean in a sense you're just providing like a, a beacon light Right. For people to come and meet each other around it. Right. And you know, they have a shared interest in you and, and your projects and, and what you do. And then they come together to, to meet you and talk to you and end up meeting each other. And I mean, that's like what's one of the coolest things that I've, I've noticed about these discord communities is that like it's, it's a way that's almost like moth to a flame of with people of similar interest coming together around this one thing and then be like, Oh my gosh, there's so many people like me out there. And I thought that I was all alone, you know, and, in I mean that in my experience on your discord, that's certainly happening there. I mean, you have a lot of people who are using it as, as a way to like have some emotional balance. For you sure. Know? Yeah. I think, and I was very surprised by, by how that worked because at first I was like, all right, so is this where I say that I go live on Twitch every day? Uh, (laughs) And, you know, and, but then, um, I've gotten to know people and my, I guess this is also a little bit my, my boundary issue of, of wanting to be friends with everyone who's nice (laughs) to me. Like I, I have a hard time, um, uh, I have a hard time, um, accepting the fact that, um, that they're not my, like, I can't be friends with everyone who shows, mm. like, especially since I also have a goal of, like, growing an audience, really. And so you, if you, if I have, if I reach my goal of, like, 10,000 people watching my stuff every time I put something out, then, like, realistically, obviously, I can't be best friends with every, yeah, like, with I can all try. 10,000. Exactly. Right. Right. I can try, right. but I don't think I'll succeed. Uh, especially considering I'm an introvert and also get socially exhausted after two seconds. But uh, <laughs> hard saying, hard saying. Yeah, yeah Don't exactly. Worry. Yeah, um, we understand. Yeah, and so it's 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 in that sense it's hard. But um, but I have found like especially with with uh, linking it to my streaming, you know, it's the sort of the same group of people who come to my streams every morning. 
Uh, we make jokes there and I kind of I get to know these people in a way that I mean to me is really really nice like I and I also find myself really caring about them like uh, in a kind of a creepy way because like the other day a guy who's always been on my streams he didn't show up on my stream and I'm like where are you Uh, yeah are are you all right (laughs) exactly I'm like did you die you know and I'm like (laughs) actually concerned for them and I feel uh, and that's I'm like all right maybe maybe I should take a little break maybe I should calm down and realize not everyone will come and watch my dumb game every morning, you know, like they have real lives, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Well, speaking of your content, there is a lot of content that you're creating right now that we want to feature, but since Androids and Aliens was how most people were introduced to you, we just want to touch on this project for just a few questions. So, how did you come to join the Glass Cannon Network and specifically A&A? Um, I, they posted a, um, they posted a, a casting notice on, uh, one of the big actors, actor sites, uh, in New York. And I immediately read, uh, like the description. I was like, oh, f- I'm perfect for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, like a couple of weeks later, Troy reached out. Um, this was b- way before we, uh, got to know each other. So he was very nice. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, and, before uh, they, they lifted the veil, huh? Exactly, and I was very nice back, and we had like I was like, oh, what a what a wonderful man! I guess this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, and um, and so he called me in for an audition, and uh, and or like audition, we mostly spoke, um, and he was very like he was actually very uh, open with me of like we love you, so we would love for you to come in and try a. Uh, this organized play is what it was called then. It was like a four right, right. Uh, four session thing. Um, and then also Grant uh, knew a friend of a friend that, and so I pestered her because when I did my, I did my, I came in and did that show with them. Uh, then they, and they said while I was there, by the way, we're releasing this to our audience, just so you know. And so no pressure. Uh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. Um, but then, uh, so I kind of pestered her and was like, can you... Uh, can you like poke Grant um, a little bit for like say that I'm amazing? Um, and so, and I think she did a couple of times and, and Grant reached out and was also like, so I kind of had that in as well, um, but I had never heard of them before I saw that audition notice. So um, I started immediately listening to the glass, their main, main flagship show and the, the rest is history. As they say. Yeah. So what are your favorite parts of Starfinder and also maybe some least favorite parts of, of the system? Of the system? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I hate... I, I'm going to go on the record and say that I hate star, uh, Starship combat. Uh, I, I, like, I, I can't be... I guess I could be more politically correct about it, but I... No, I it's mean, okay. I, I Tell think, us how you really feel. Ellie. Exactly. I, I think... <laughs> I think it's a broken system. I have so many ideas that I will probably rant about in the future when I have to encounter it again, um, when like on on the show, uh, like because I have ideas how to fix it. But I'm also realizing that I'm one of those uh, assholes who have this is how you fix this problem that you didn't ask me to come with opinions on. You know, um, I think. But like one of the main ones is that I think uh, I don't think every ship should have initiative order. I think. You should have two main ships. The GM plays one ship, the players play the other ship, and then you can have little tiny, tiny, I don't know, uh, bullets that are also ships or something. Um, I don't know. I, I have a whole thing that I can, maybe I should. I mean, do. I agree. That's that's how we do it. Um, that's amazing. I, yeah. I, 
like all enemy ships operate under one initiative role. Yeah. You know, and so like it's the players do their thing and the enemies do their things because it just, it's already kind of like a lot going on and to have, I, yeah, I agree with you. And that's just, that was the decision that just kind of, we didn't even talk about. It. It's just how I started. Yeah. Doing I was it. about to say, I like, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is, but that's, <laughs> that's because that's our experience and that's Adam's sort of call that he made. Yeah. I think, I mean, maybe like I wouldn't even, because right now it's like you have you have smaller ships with like a couple of crewmates that are like it's not everyone has the five full crew right. crewmates and all that stuff. But I do think um, I haven't tried many other sci-fi uh, sci-fi starships TTRPGs, but I've heard that there are other systems that are a little bit more streamlined. Uh, I could, I think the Star Wars one does a really good job with it, but it's like so locked into the Star Wars yeah. IP, you know. But yeah. like I've heard really good things about the mechanical structure of of how they how it's handled. Yeah, there. I've heard I, that's exactly what I've heard too. I haven't tried Star Wars, uh, but I do understand like uh, the the uh, I love uh, like I understand the love for wanting to have a really cool, sick starship combat like i mean initially i was like this is such a cool thing i can't wait to get into starship combat uh but i think it's also like the stress of having to do a show around it and and then you (laughs) and you kind of have um the problem is like the pilot is the one that does most of the stuff and perhaps the gunner the rest of us are just sitting there with our dick in our hands (laughs) 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 and and kind of like hopefully we'll roll high enough for these insane dcs you know and Mm. and uh so it's not just it's not a for me it's not a very pleasurable um pleasurable system uh aspect of specifically starfinder but i do think it can be fixed and i don't think I'm, i'm not shitting on starship combat in general i i love the idea i just think it could be could be worked on a little bit um and the my favorite thing is honestly everything else like <laughs> um, so i think like that's the one glaring thing that i don't like but i love everything else because uh i i know people think that starfinder has some has some problems uh it's like a morph between pathfinder one and two um mm-hmm. but i i mean having not played that much pathfinder i don't really have anything to compare with uh but i think it, a lot of it makes sense uh, a couple of things that i have a beef with with uh but i would have a beef with that with anything uh like uh i hate attack of opportunity against a ranged weapon when you're like you're having a gun and then for some reason you have to roll an attack of opportunity uh yeah, yeah Zach and I had that argument a long time ago when we were first playing. He's like, it just doesn't make sense to me if I have a gun and you have a sword yep. that if I shoot you, you get to attack me first. That makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah, those kind of things that I like, I would probably fix those those a little bit. But, but I love um, having played a lot of um, Free League stuff lately that is a lot more streamlined into story and its, it's rules are so simple. Uh, compared to Pathfinder and Starfinder, uh, I do must I must say that I really enjoy getting really into the nitty gritty. Uh, it feels like a chess game, you know. Like yeah, it feels yeah. like I'm. And when you're, and sure, ninety nine percent of the time I fail because I either roll like shit or I mess up a rule or I do something bad, and then you know get teased for it for the rest yeah. of for an hour. <laughs> for the rest of the episode. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um, but like when you do something really cool and you feel like you've worked on it. Um, and I have something really cool planned for my current character that I'm like I'm so excited to get to try it on and see if if see if it works uh, mm. because I don't think anyone's gonna expect it and, you know then that kind of stuff gives me a lot of pleasure as well so I do I do 
like very heavy rule rules role playing uh, as well, but uh, but but some and sometimes it's very fun to be able to just do role playing games as well. So um, I, I I don't have a I don't have like a system uh, preference in that sense. It's, I think everything can be fun. Depends on your group and just how you do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about the setting? I, I know that I often harp on the science fantasy settings. I think it's just so versatile. Yeah. And I was curious if you if you enjoy that as I opposed to traditional fantasy here. I mean, I, I I love traditional fantasy. I think if I would read a book, I usually go for traditional fantasy over sci-fi. Uh, but I, I love uh, being able to kind of do both uh, in Starfinder. Um, because, yeah, I, I love the setting. I must say, I love space. One of my favorite TV shows, and, and it's funny because the other way, I would watch usually a sci-fi show over a over a fantasy show yeah, um, yeah. so it's like it's a it's two different things but um yeah Battlestar Galactica was my probably my favorite tv show for for a solid six years uh, I rewatched yeah. it so many times and um and I yeah I I love I love the world of space <laughs> and um and also like every time there's a like I also think even though you don't really get into it in magical world because your characters are so cool, um, an alien RPG goes into this more of a like how how dangerous space actually yeah. is. Yeah, scary. Uh, yeah, it's super scary, and it's also like you're kind of you're kind of fucked if you <laughs> if you yeah. don't. If like, one thing goes wrong, yeah, you're 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 done for. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, space is to me really cool. Uh, but do I love? Hanging out in a tavern with some busty barmaid. Yes, I do love that too. So, <laughs> but you can have that in Starfinder. But usually, yeah. but usually they're like made of robot stuff. So, <laughs> so it's yeah, not or as... have an, un, an undeterminate number of appendages and, and things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's even more bust, like exactly. yeah. five breasts. Yeah. Minimum yeah. three. Uh, erotic role play is not as easy in Starfinder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Believe us, we know. No, uh, um, so, what has been the biggest surprise, or maybe the strangest experience that you have had so far uh, in your time with the Glass Cannon Network? Ooh, um, yeah. I mean, I came in very, very early when they weren't as successful as they are now. So a lot of so much has happened since then, and I think. Uh, it's been hard for me to know um, what my like. It's been hard for me to to understand always what what my what my role is with the company now because it's like I I came in as a as an actor, uh, but also like became friends with them. But then they grew and became really big, and now we're now we you know we're enemies. No, I'm kidding. I was like it sounded it sounded weird. I'm like I became friends with them then, but now we hate each other. No, uh, we but like obviously they they. Uh, grew and became really big so i think it was a it was an interesting like oh shit i signed up for something and now this is completely this is a completely different thing and obviously it's great uh, that they're doing so well uh so th- so it's been exciting but it's also been a little like oh god what do i how do i relate to all this um but and i think uh, the surprising thing about all of this is that I think the the people who listen to us and the people who likes us seem to be really good people. Like everyone, I haven't encountered almost any toxic or shitty behavior from any any fan. Like occasionally there's a comment uh, that people usually ab- apologize for if if I call them out on it. So it's 
So, so I, I think I said to. <laughs> so you're not being shot by airsoft guns. Exactly, exactly. That's I, great. That's I had great. It's progress. Pretty yeah. low bar, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Um, but I think um, I think I told one of them once that I'm like I feel like we have better listeners than we deserve uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because yeah I think people are so nice, people are so generous, people are so um, yeah that surprised me really because. My experience with the gaming community and not the TTRPG community, but like, you know, video games was, you know, I, I, yeah. I did a brief little little project back in 2011 and I got, it was, it was just every time I did something existed as a woman in this world, I, I felt like just attacked constantly. And I thought this is probably what it would be as well. Like, because I was also, I happened to be the first woman they involved in their games <laughs> as well right. so I, I expected a lot worse but then i found out that no man this this is a great community i understand now why everyone freaking loves this you know mm -hmm. so yeah well you know you you've definitely been a, a nice addition to the glass can network <laughs> and uh i mean androids and aliens is I, I love it you know and um but you've you've you're, you've done more than that a lot lately. And so I want to kind of move out of Glass Cannon talk. And you've recently taken the plunge into GMing your own podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and producing it and all that. Uh, the Lost Mountain Saga. Mm -hmm. um, we've listened to the first three episodes that you have out. And, you know, the blend of humor and horror. It's fantastic. What what motivated this project? As if just GMing the lovely Anne Richmond and Sydney Emanuel isn't enough reason to do it alone. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, what prompted it was similar to what we were talking about before, about prompting a Discord. Uh, similar feelings of panic, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Of like, what do I do now? Uh, <laughs> I have no <laughs> job. Um, and what do we, what, like, what can I, what can I bring out there that's, that's interesting? And I felt like, and so, and, like, and this was in May, I think, when I heard uh, for the first time about this cool uh, system called Vassen uh, by Free League. And it was set in my hometown, Uppsala, in the 18th century, uh, seventh, 19th century. Every time. Every interview I've yeah. done, I've messed that up. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and so I was like, oh, sh this is perfect. It's, it's, it's mythology mixed with my, my, my world that I came up from, came, came from. And, uh, and so I reached out to, um, yeah, I started talking a little bit about it with Sydney and Anne because we were talking, uh, because we were all sort of in the same boat of like not getting much creative jobs right now and um, kind of, yeah, kind of missing missing playing tabletop and, and doing that kind of stuff. So the idea was to just do something fun for ourselves um, and try it and see if we liked it. And then I got, <laughs> I got bit by the by the whole ambitions and <laughs> wanting to uh, do a lot more than I probably should have. And so I think, um, yeah, I set my, my goals pretty high for it all of a sudden, like, and made it into, like, we had video cameras, we had everything, we were going to release, like, a TV show, it was going to be a pilot, like, it was all these things. And then it all fell flat because we didn't have the technology and resources and uh, COVID was still a thing. So it's like, it was really, it was really... Uh, <laughs> A shit show, if you say, if you will. But um, but we managed to ex at least scrape the audio out of it, and then I spent long long time editing it. 
and uh and the results is what what's now released and i was and i wanted to release something to see if like is there an interest in this is this something that people would want to want to subscribe to and listen to and it seems like a lot of people likes it um and to me that's enough uh to at least do one more season of it uh which is a little bit more polished a little bit more like now we know what we're doing kind of situation mm-hmm. um and yeah and so so we'll see uh, but that's how that's how it started it started with something that uh out of desperation i guess and then uh opportunity meets meets desperation <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we went so the 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 pod is using as you mentioned the is Vassen? Is it pronounced Vassen? Vassen. Uh, Vassen. Vassen. Yeah, it's like an A E A E pronunciation. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah. Vassen, uh, and that is from Free League Publishing, who you've mentioned several times. That's a Swedish company as well. So, can you give our listeners a little more of an in-depth overview of the system? Um, because it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's it's basically. Um, if if anyone has played Tales from the Loop or uh, Alien RPG, it's a very similar system in terms of mechanics. It's the, you play only with D sixes and you only worry about getting a success, like getting a six. It's like Yahtzee, um, and uh, <laughs> and you and so that's that's the that's most of the mechanics to that. But then of course there's a million other things of like upgrades and armor and all that that kind of stuff but um but i would say like the setting is uh, 19th century sweden Uppsala, uh, but also all of scandinavia or uh, scandinavia or europe or the world if you want um and it's based on these creatures that exists among us um that cer- only certain people can see uh, the people have the sight, and and then they must must find like rituals and ways to combat these creatures, or use them for help, or use them for like other things. Um, so it's like similar to Witcher, if you've mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. seen or played that. Oh, uh, oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you've heard about this, um, yeah, little Witcher series called the Witcher. Some weird indie developer, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, um, but yeah, so it's similar to that. It's like, you're finding these, like some of them are monsters, like awful, awful creatures, like ghosts that will haunt you forever. And some of them are cute little gnomes that are just hanging Mm. out in their little hut. Um, and so that's the premise of the game. So it's like mixed with Sherlock Holmes because you need to uncover clues and, uh, do that kind of stuff. And like also exist in a 19th, 19th century setting. Um, and then and then, but then you add that on to this supernatural uh, aspect of it as, as well. And, and I'm writing a campaign for it right now. Um, so like more like a main plotline versus a monster of the week, even though I will have a couple of monster of the week episodes or arcs uh, because mm-hmm. I kind of want to, there's a couple of Vassen. I mean, that's the thing. The creatures are called Vassen in Swedish. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So that's what it's based on, and it's really cool. That's... It's it's based on Norse mytholo- mythology, but then they have also ways to put it in America, for example, and use American mythology and Canadian. Uh, there's a whole adventure I saw the other day that's set in Quebec in in Canada. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So it's like yeah, you can you can really use it anywhere. But I think uh, what really sold us to it, me and Anne in Sydney, was that we will be able to have this quite realistic setting. Like there's no, there's no heroes in this, in mm-hmm. that, in that way, a realistic right. setting in a realistic world, but then like a little sprinkle of supernatural stuff. 
Um, well, it being in your hometown, like you have that expertise of being able to like really in your mind's eye, know what, where they are, what they're doing, you know, and I, I think that's really cool choice there. Yeah. As I said, it was a, it's, it's a, the, the first three episodes are great, you know, and I, I can't wait to hear where y'all go from. Yeah. From here, I'm like, you know? I'm, thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm, I was very, very nervous releasing that, uh, this whole thing because it's like, it's hard to put yourself out there. I mean, you know, this too, it's just mm-hmm. scary. Um, yeah. yeah. Inviting people to, to your table sort of that, have no like most people are very nice but like there's nothing that stops an internet troll from completely you know breaking you apart yeah (laughs) yeah definitely so what are some of the other uh major differences that you've experienced uh as a gm and producer versus just being a player in a podcast production that's such a good question and i i uh i feel bad (laughs) for because i don't want to give troy any fucking (laughs) Any any credit? You don't want to give him any props. <laughs> like I, I said, no, but like I kind of understand where he's coming from when he's stressed out about uh, like players not being prepared enough and things like that. Uh, but especially, and since I'm also a producer, you know, you work so 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 hard on something, and and you're like, it's like you do everything, and it's you're such a perfectionist about it, and it just becomes a huge thing versus just having a regular game with your friends that no one will ever hear again. Uh, this will be out there forever. And so the pressure is on. Um, you're also, all, you kind of want to do a good show. Like you want to do a good show. I wouldn't do this uh, unless I could get an audience and was proud of it. So um, yeah, so I, it's it's really, it made me very humble to the fact that being a GM can be really tough, uh, especially because you also, it's like a thankless job because of all the things you have to do. Um, and then someone says a really funny joke and then everyone's like, that's amazing. That person is the best. That person <laughs> is the best thing about this show. And I'm like, okay, cool. I just like spent 72 hours without sleeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Working right. on this thing. Yeah. Um, and they may even just ignore the thing. That like, you spend yeah. Exactly. Time on exactly. Uh, and so I realized, but I also realized, uh, that's also a little bit like me being, um, kind of a dick about it, I guess, because it's like at the end of the day, a, a group success should be the ma- what matters. Like we should, we right. should see this as a group effort, but I can see, but I can see from, from the also GM perspective when you're like, you worked so hard, people come in late or people, you know, don't bring their A game and, and you're just like, or oh. their dice. Oh, <laughs> mm, <laughs> <yep>. uh, <laughs> see, that's uh yeah, that's uh that's a listen. I had dice. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. It's just, you had a roller. It's all you needed. I had a that's roller. Fine. And the sad thing is, of course, well, for those of you who haven't caught, caught up on Androids and Aliens, we started uh, streaming last week. Uh, we uh, we had a little situation. I've been rolling digital dice since we went live, by the way, because uh, I, I I'm dealing so much damage now that I can't do the math possibly. <laughs> um, and so I thought that would be fine. And I have like five shitty D20s um, that I took home with me before the pandemic because I was like, I'm never gonna use these. Uh, but then Joe wouldn't let me into the office <laughs> before like we started <laughs> recording. So I'm like, okay. Uh, but now it's it's solved. Now I have my dice, okay. uh, and right. so from from next week, uh, I'll have <laughs> you'll, my you'll be good. I'll have my dumb dice next to me that I never use anyway <laughs> because I'll use the digital roller anyway. So <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, so what's in the future for the Lost Mountain Saga? You mentioned writing kind of a campaign that you have coming up. 
Yeah, uh, so uh, we're uh, we're recording a couple of episodes on Monday, this upcoming Monday, uh, December 7th. Um, and then we're hoping to release, start releasing weekly in January. Uh, I haven't really set down any dates yet. Um, as per usual, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, I have a very high ambition uh, for this, and so I, I know that I will have to lower my expectations. Um, but I wanna, I wanna have like a really cool like trailer for it as well. And so that's yes. gonna be my Christmas project now to just sit down and 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 edit these episodes. And then we hope to get like a nice backlog and be able to have a couple of episodes just in the can so we can uh, weekly provide the continuation of the saga. We hope to also have guests. I've already conf- I've already confirmed Skidmar to be one of the nice. first Very guests. Nice. Nice. Um, and then there's a we kind of want to bring in a third permanent player eventually if if there's a second season. Uh, I call it seasons because it's easier that way. Uh, so I think this first season will be mainly Anne and Sydney and then guests from time to time. Um, but then uh, but then we will eventually would like to find a third a third person as well. Uh-oh. It's a good, awesome. n- nice round number three exactly. for sure. Three absolutely plus me, and it's manageable too. Three still manageable. It doesn't get crazy out of hand. Yeah. All right, so um, we're excited for that. Uh, you know, I-, I hope to see good things from you uh, with the Lost Mountain Saga. Yeah. But let's move on. Yep, yep. To another big project that you're doing now is streaming games on uh-huh. Twitch. Yeah. So this has been kind of a huge community builder for you. And while Adam and I both really like video games, Twitch is still a bit of an unexplored medium for us. Um, So we'd love to know what got you motivated to start your own Twitch channel and share all of your hilarious gaming attempts with the world. Well, yeah, I mean, that that was like an accident. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that was never... Uh, out of all the things that I've done, I've always had sort of a plan and then it usually falls through and becomes a garbage dumpster fire anyway but uh but with this one i i needed a morning routine <laughs> because uh this was in may i think when i was just like man i i sleep two hours a night and then i sleep sometime between one and five p.m you know like uh, and i don't know what i'm doing i this this pandemic is really murdering me so i was like what if i stream at 10 a.m every day i don't care if anyone watches just to do something to wake up put on makeup get on in a like nice like a nice outfit so that's uh, that's how that started and I started off with Civilization, which is a game I actually know. And um, and and but then I morphed into Red Dead Redemption Two, which became the big the big revelation for a lot of people because they're like, "Oh dear God, she is an awful video gamer," uh, and it's a lot of fun to watch this person blow things up. Um, and so I think that's when when I realized, huh, there might be something here uh, that's worth pursuing for a while. And so I played through Red Dead Redemption, uh, and then my computer crashed, and oh, I lost no. my entire my entire game <laughs> and oh, everything no. I had built up. And so, um, and yeah, and then in August I tried to come back to it, but then I got a little unfortunately a little sick, um, and had to take a little break. Uh, but then now I started streaming again, and it's it's been it's been like my favorite thing. Uh, every day to just get back to it and play some more Red Dead Redemption. I played some Grand Theft Auto as well, which was a lot of fun uh, because it's it's like I like these open worlds where you can just explore and do things and, and oh yeah, get it. absolutely. You also yeah. stream some horror games. Oh yeah. Um. So 
do you like horror games or do you just think it would be good content to watch you getting the crap scared out of yourself or what? Yeah, I mean, that was also like a discovery while we were doing it. I was going to play, uh, I started with playing Little Nightmares. That's sort of the first game I played through. Uh, but that was a very sporadic once in a blue moon kind of stream. But uh, and people loved it because they we found out that if they gave me bits and things like so if they give me money, um, I had added some sounds like ABBA. And it would scare the shit out of me every time. Uh, and and I'm like, wait, well, okay, sure. And I'm like, I'm okay with that deal. Normally, I don't like asking people for money. Uh, but then I'm like, but now they're giving me a heart attack, so they better pay for my hospital bill because right, I am right, shortening yeah. my life for you right now. Yeah, so um, yeah. so that felt like better to be like, if you wanna, if you wanna give me. A, a jump scare then you have to <laughs> give me five dollars or whatever um and uh, and yeah so that became a thing and I, I i'm actually uh very excited because little nightmares 2 is coming up and so that's gonna be the next big stream for me um something i haven't really figured out though is that um i don't do vods like i don't do video on demand on youtube mm-hmm. and things like that afterwards uh, because I don't think it's good enough. Like, I don't think, like, well, who would watch two hours of a stream? You would be yeah. shocked, Ellie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you would be shocked. Yeah. And how many people will actually watch those VODs later on yeah. uh, on YouTube? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm already like, I wish I wish Twitch would just keep them. Because they did. Yeah. It sucks that, because I don't want, like, I want, I have ideas and plans for my YouTube. And I don't want to clutter it with, with yeah, you want it to be a separate exactly. So, so yeah, I just wish that Twitch could, yeah, like just have a library. But I realize they have millions. You and could millions. make a separate channel. Uh oh, for like separate, for YouTube? YouTube, a separate channel. YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn it! A, a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people have like a, a specifically a VOD channel. So. Yeah, actually, that, that that makes a little bit too much sense. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> We're here to help you, yeah. Ellie. You know? No, but it is. Um, uh, yeah, it's all these things are super. Like it's so. It's it's interesting to have these conversations as well with fellow uh, content creators because it's like, yeah, what do you guys do? Because I have no freaking idea. Like I feel like it's also like a guessing game, um, mm-hmm. unless you're a TikTok genius yeah. <laughs> well yeah you just you just don't ever know what platform's gonna just crumble all of a sudden yeah. and, and you know because i know that there was a bunch of streamers i can't even remember the name of the platform but that they all just got oh mixer burned. mixer right? yeah mixer, mixer yeah. Like, that people had like really established themselves on that and it just and yeah and sydney um uh, emmanuel uh she um she was like a vine celebrity and then all mm-hmm. of that just disappeared um i don't know if she said she was a Vine celebrity. I so if if she's not, then I fucked them. whatever. But so but she said like all of her stuff was gone one day, and I'm like, man, oh, what if that happened to like iTunes or something? And like all of Glass Cannon would be gone, or all you oh know, like gosh. Yeah. Uh, I doubt yeah, that that's... Apple is gonna go into bankruptcy. Well, right and now. I mean that's why you keep copies on your hard drive. You know, I got a whole hard drive of all of our. Wait a second, what like is separate... what is a hard drive? What is a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to get back to Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. um, too. I, I know that you that you do love that game, and we've actually talked a little bit about it on your Discord. Nice. Uh, and, you know, I have my reservations about it, but Zach is a a big fan of the game. Um, like he's the reason I played the game. You know, he's like Adam, you got to play this game, and and we were talking about it through my whole playthrough. Uh, let's just talk about the game itself. You know, what what do you love about it? I know Zach loves it. I'm I'm curious to just kind of discuss it. Um, I I loved 
Arthur's story. I hadn't played yes. the first. I hadn't played the first one, so I don't really. I came in very blind. Uh, a lot of pe- uh, people who are listening to this right now know, though, that I skip a lot of story because I get bored Im- immediately. But uh, but I do love it. I do en- I do enjoy the moments that matters, and then I skip some exposition. Um, but I I so that I think I mean I think the story is great. But I also think I mean it's a gorgeous game. It's like yes. just such a. And my sister lives in Colorado, so I have some some sort of idea of what it looks like out there. And um, and I, I love the American nature, and there's so much nature. And I'm like, man, I wish I could visit the U.S. when it would look like this. Um, right. Not to say that it looks like garbage right now or anything. Like, it looks great still. But, but, but it's, I, it's much more civilization-darted. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and it, like the idea of being a cowboy. Like I had no idea that I would be into that, but I am super into it. And I'm actually, <laughs> I'm hoping to incorporate some cowboys into uh, my Lost Mountain saga because I'm like, nice. that would be, because it's the same timeline. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, right. So it's, I, 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 for me, that's like, such a cool thing to explore. And then Skin and I have always made fun of me for not knowing any American history. And so it's been helpful <laughs> to, to you know, learn. You know, everything you know about American history from Red Dead and oh, Redemption. Yeah. And I also <laughs> I also checked out Deadwood at the same time, the HP. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. So now I'm like an expert on the Western yes, as, stuff. As a, as a fellow cowboy fan, I, I feel that really hard. Yeah. Uh, but in terms, yeah. But in terms of gameplay, I I don't know what your reservations are, Adam. Um, do you? I just feel for me that it like expects you too much as a player to like expects too much time out of you in the mm. sense that like you cannot run through a city because if you do, you'll inevitably run into somebody because yeah. the aliasing isn't great on that. And so you'll bump into somebody next thing you know, they're shooting at you yep. and you have all of the law on you when you were just trying to go get a new cowboy hat. Yep, you know yep, what yep. I mean? <laughs> and so you have to sit there and like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy and I don't have as much time for video games as I'd like. And so when I sit down to play, I don't want the hour of my time that I have in that day yeah. To be spent very gently pushing on the joystick, so I don't accidentally run into some oh, old yeah. lady in a bonnet. You know what I mean? Like, well, what you have to do there is just ignore the fact that you ran into the lady in the bonnet and just <laughs> embrace the darkness inside of you. Yeah, and, and use a dynamite. Just shoot to everybody cl- up. Exactly. Yeah. Clear, clear the street before you enter it, so to speak. Uh, I no, but I, I can hear, I can see that. I can see, like now it made for f- pretty fun streaming. <laughs> moments right, right because i'm i'm exactly the same i i'm like what are you talking about i'm not gonna walk anywhere like why would i why would i use my dumb legs when i have my cool horse uh so, that just tramples everything ex- in its path exactly like uh except for a bush which it then launches you off the horse exactly that's uh so it's a, so i can see how that could be unbelievably frustrating um in in like when you're playing on your own um and mm-hmm. uh but i think like it's the same with grand theft auto like i don't even give myself time to dismount properly <laughs> <laughs> like I just jump out of the car because I'm like I don't have time for some dumb breaks. What are you talking about? Uh, so to me that's like hilarious, but I also realize uh, I can see also the other side of that coin. Yeah, I I really like the music. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, yes. Everything about the presentation of Red Dead Redemption Two is amazing. Like I I'd give everything about that game a ten out of ten, except for the actual gameplay, mm. which I would give like a six out of ten. You know, like I think it would be 
a much more uh, a much more interesting show to watch. Yeah. Than to play. Yeah. But you know that's that's just as I said I have limited amount of time and so my hour I want to be playing the game and making progress, you know? So that's my impatience. Yeah. They have very, yeah, I'm a little disappointed in the romance options as well. Uh, <laughs> but I'm always disappointed in the romance options of like anything. Yeah, you uh, you recently finished the the epilogue story, right? You recently. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still finishing it um, next, hopefully next week um, if I can. But yeah, I, I was really angry about <laughs> There. About the 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 John and the John and his and his wife. Uh, yeah, I'm like the women are so. I mean, I don't know, but like the women are garbage. Except there's one female character that's amazing called Sadie Adler. Sadie's fantastic. Uh, yeah, but the women, like the wives, are just like whiny and like <laughs> when he tries to do something nice for her, she's just like, "What are you doing? Are you dumb?" You know, and I'm like, "Come on, man." <laughs> Like being nice. <laughs> Doing uh, my best. Exactly. And so I'm I'm like I don't like the writing of them particularly. Um mm-hmm. because I do think uh to me and that's uh, I I'm also a huge like romance nerd. I love I love like interesting romance stories. I always spoil myself if I like a a, a couple, I'm like I want to ship them, and so I always Google them before, so I I don't get disappointed if I find out that they don't end up together. Um, yeah. I started watching Full Metal Full Metal Alchemist recently, and and immediately looked up like who he would end up with because I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, and then yeah, but so that's just the way I I think there will never be a story that I will be a hundred percent happy with romantically, uh, but the rest is great. Yeah. So, um, aside from Red Dead, what are some of your favorite aspects of Twitch streaming, being a Twitch streamer? What do you like about it? Um, I love the interaction with chat. I don't think I would have done it. Like, it feels like... Uh, and so, usually I thought I was always going to be a multiplayer game gamer, like liking multiplayer games. Now I've gone into almost exclusively do single single player because it feels like I am playing a multiplayer when I have the people cheering me on in chat it feels like i'm playing with other people yeah. uh, so i think that that's what makes it uh that's why i don't do let's plays where people will comment after the fact i like the i like the live format of it of just yeah. hanging out with people yeah and i've noticed that that uh, that's easy to to feel that way when you're playing that you're playing with other people because you'll see a lot of streamers say like we're going over here. We're doing this. Yeah. Because you you feel like you're engaged with with the chat that it's not just you doing it. That yeah. It's, it's, I think, it's us together. Yeah, I think and I think you you obviously need to have an active chat chat for that to happen. Uh which I I I'm fortunate enough to have even from when I had like low numbers so to speak. People were still very active and encouraging and happy to hang out and talk about things and sometimes they start talking about things that aren't related but that's still fine that's like it's like playing with um it's like playing a game with your friends in the living room and what if who cares if they start talking about you know something completely different while you're playing a boring segment of the game you know yeah um but then when it's like oh god we're gonna solve this puzzle now together you know it's like i think it's it's a lot of fun um uh and i but it's something it's very recent to me like i i never really considered streaming i i I encountered twitch in 2010 and was like nah, not for me and now i'm like 
if I had started in 2010, that w- that's like 10 years ago. I would have been a, <laughs> I would have been like ninja. I would have been a yeah. fucking millionaire. Um, so yeah, missed opportunities as per usual. Yeah, well, it's never too late to start, Ellie. You know, that's fair, and that's, um, fair. that's fair. And you, you've you've got a lot on the horizon for you with Twitch. Um, but specifically, you touched on this earlier, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about it. But we all know the internet can be a a very toxic place at times, and content creators are often exposed to some pretty severe trolling, especially for women and foreign nationals. Um, So have you really experienced a lot of that? And what advice would you offer to others who want to get into content creating but are uncertain about the kind of vitriol that can come from the internet? Yeah, I mean it's a tricky question because it's it's unfortunately the internet is successful. Um, yeah. So like, can I guarantee you that uh, if you put a, things out there, no one will ever say something mean? Like, no, of course not. But it's like also part of life. Will you you can never guarantee that everyone will always be nice to you. Um, but I do think yeah, I mean it's a question that I struggle with. Like, there's been plenty of times where I've considered quitting. Uh, and just you know flee <laughs> the country but, and like mm-hmm. hide away somewhere because and it, i and i haven't even been attacked really it's it, it, it's like small things as well it could be just people being like ah not really feeling ellie she's kind of dumb you know or something like it, it's not yeah. it can it doesn't even have to be sexist or or um or like yeah specific like mean in that way it can just be like she's not really my type and then i'm like well okay get out of here then and never talk to anyone again you know um so it's so being able to have that tough skin is something i'm still struggling with and haven't been able to find um so Mm -hmm. uh so i don't really have any advice uh, except for be like i mean what what i want to be i would tell if i wish i was like this but i mean like seriously fuck him like who fuck these people yeah, they're just because fuck them that's exactly why. fuck them it's like a dumbass asshole on the internet with an opinion um that's what i tell my friends and i wish i believed that but i can't <laughs> but you still yeah. tend to take it a little personally yeah oh all i mean it can be hard it can be hard i mean because that's the that's the insidious nature about trolls is that they're just saying it like off the cuff behind their keyboards yeah. and like you're the actual person on the other end of that like having to tell yourself every time, okay, this person doesn't actually know me or fuck them. I, you know, I'm yeah. not making this for them. Like, no, you know, like it's just tough. Yeah. We did get, um, after lost mountain, I think we, we, it was a little unfortunate positioning as well because we, I used three people. Uh, we were three people, um, uh, connected with the glass cannon as well in one way or another. Uh, even though I like, Anne and I would have done something, Regardless of Glass Cannon, I think, uh, but Sydney I met through Glass Cannon, uh, but it, it was a lot of comparison um, with us and them, even though we were not like affiliated at all with this, um, and and I remember thinking like that's it's, it lends us it's not it's not a great position to be in to be like having to be compared to someone to a, to an, a network that has so much more money and so much more resources to put into something and also right. so much more experience. And like having to having done this a couple of times, so um, I remember we got a bunch of emails where people were like, um, "You should, you know, <laughs> like on the, in the in the realm of sexist in a way that you like. Why don't you ask the boys to help you? Like, you know, like why don't you, you like that kind of stuff? And and after a while, it's just like, 
first of all, what makes you think I haven't asked? Like, perhaps we have asked. We have perhaps we have talked to them. You know, like it's not it's not just assuming that uh, this is a project of me wanting to be an independent woman or whatever. Like, I don't know. Um, but like the second of all, I'm like, just like. <laughs> stop it you know like that's that's yeah. that's the sort of yeah. stuff i've recently encountered uh but otherwise people have been very 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 nice but like you can't please everyone and i think you just have to sort of accept that uh, absolutely if you, if you i think can. that's that's definitely the way to to look at it and and to just like you said just say fuck them yep because <laughs> they don't matter you know you're never gonna have to and it's usually the people who would never do anything themselves to put themselves out there. Like it's usually right. the people who are just having an opinion about something, but they they never put themselves out there. So it's like, why would why should why should you listen to them? But uh, it's hard. It's really really hard. And I think if you're really passionate about something, do it anyway and see how it goes. You might find an audience, and you might not. And you know, at least you tried. Yeah, and just have fun with it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well. Ellie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been a real treat for us. It's been a pleasure. We've enjoyed it so much. Uh, but before we go, where can our listeners find you and your various projects? Like, go ahead, plug everything. Oh, shit. Um, well, uh, my name <laughs> is usually connected to all of my, my handles. My my uh, Twitch is Eleanor DeLorenzo. Um, my YouTube is Eleanor DeLorenzo. And it's spelled E-L-L-I-N-O-R. I know that's a rare spelling for Eleanor. Um, and and then uh, Twitter is Ellie DeLorenzo, E-L-L-I uh, instead. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And then Lost Mountain is lostmountainsaga.com. Uh, so if you want to check that out. Uh, I don't think... and Oh yeah, and Androids and Aliens just... Uh, we just returned. So every Friday yeah. night at 8 p.m. Uh, Twitch.tv slash TheGlassCan. Um, and we were live then, and then we have the podcast being released and YouTube video released on Wednesdays. Awesome. Yeah. Ellie, thank you so much. Thank you. This was so Thanks, much fun. Ellie. I feel like I talked so yeah. much, but uh, I hope... Well, that's the whole point. Well, that, we're, we're, that we're, is the whole that point. Is, that's yeah. the whole point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Cool. Thank you so much, Ellie, for joining us. Thank you. It was a great conversation. It was so much fun. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Well, we'll see you. See you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you.